I'm here, Tanisha. Hi, Hi Miss Nina. And how are you? Welcome to the Soulful Dish. I'm your co-host, Tanisha Foster. My wonderful co-host, Felicia Carter, could not be here today, so I'm here holding it down with Dr. Nina Hall, who is here streamed in live all the way from McDonald, Georgia. Hi, Dr. Hall. How are you? I am well, Tanisha. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for joining us. So you all, Dr. Hall is a registered and licensed dietitian who does wonderful work in her community. Now, Dr. Nina, let's jump right on into our podcast. I want to first talk to you about um, those individuals who are predisposed for heart disease. Now, can you provide us any information about that? Okay, so here are my top four. So those who are at increased risk for heart disease include those who smoke, those who are obese, those who don't get enough physical activity, and those with unhealthy dietary intake. So those okay. are my top four. So it sounds like what you're telling me that heart disease is not just um, brought upon by unhealthy eating. You just no, no, other factors that you know to consider. Yes, okay. Eating has a big, it plays a big role in the uh, risk of heart disease, but there are other things to consider other than just eating healthy. Okay, so considering that, what advice um, or what information can you share with us about though about recognizing? Okay, so let me, I'm going to try to hit on four points. I'm going to try not to take too long. Um, So what I want to talk about is how does smoking damage the heart, um, the connection between being obese and heart disease, how physical inactivity can be a lethal weapon against your heart, and finally, how to fuel your heart with healthy foods. So I'll quickly go through those four points just to give you a better idea of where I'm coming from. Okay. If that's okay with you. Yeah, that's quite all right with me. Okay, so let's start with the smoking, how smoking damages your heart. Usually when I'm trying to convince someone to stop smoking, which, by the way, is a not, e- not an easy thing to do, I like to give them some, you know, tell them what's actually happening when they smoke as far as their heart is concerned. So okay. what's going on is... When, they, when you smoke, um, just think about this. You know, know that carbon monoxide is a poison, right? Poisonous gas, right? That's right. It's poisonous gas. Okay. So in that tobacco smoke, there's a lot of carbon monoxide there. So what happens is your heart, whose main function is basically to, to pump blood and oxygen throughout the body, has a much harder time getting the necessary oxygen to the body when that carbon monoxide is present. So your heart has to work even harder to get that required oxygen out to the body. That's one thing. Another thing is the lining of your arteries when you smoke become damaged, which um, increases the likelihood of bad cholesterol, AKA LDL uh, cholesterol. It, it sets up the lining to, uh, become infiltrated with the bad cholesterol. So when you smoke, you're damaging your art, the lining of your arteries, which is not a good thing. And then last but not least, with the smoking, 
Um, nicotine in the cigarette stimulates a hormone called adrenaline. It's the, the fight or flight response. Well, you know, when someone scares you or something happens all of a sudden and your heart beats really, really fast. Okay. Um, nicotine actually increases your heart rate, which means once again, your heart has to work much harder. So smoking is truly bad for the heart. You're making your heart work overtime. Here you touch on that. It makes me think of basically, essentially, you're suffocating with the smoking. You're suffocating yourself from the inside out. Yes, basically. Although it may not seem like it at the time, you are. Slowly right. That's right. And when you touched on those artery linings being damaged, my question to you on that is, are those damages irreversible with with changes oh. in your lifestyle? Well, I'll say this. Once you stop smoking, the benefits are almost instantaneous. Like, you know, even after 20 minutes, your, your heart breathes a sigh of relief. It slows down. Your blood pressure drops and so forth. But over time, like um, years and months down the line, I'm quite sure the inside of your arteries would be less susceptible to uh, infiltration by the bad cholesterol over time once you stop smoking. Okay. And I just heard you mention you gave some insight on cholesterol. Can you can we discuss the types of cholesterol and how they affect us? Okay, so as far as cholesterol, I usually like to focus on not only the total cholesterol, but more um, importantly on the LDL, which is considered the bad cholesterol, and the HDL, which is considered the good cholesterol. So typically when we're talking about heart disease, we're talking about how the LDL or the bad cholesterol kind of sets up shop in your arteries, and over time it may cause your arteries to become um, clogged, which sets you up for a heart attack, stroke, and things like that. Um, So what you want to do is you don't want a lot of the bad cholesterol around. You want more good cholesterol, which is the HDL cholesterol, than the bad cholesterol. So what the good cholesterol, the HDL, serves to do, it uh, actually takes the cholesterol or carries the cholesterol rather away from your heart and the other organs okay. and it takes it back to the liver and it, the body, it, it gets rid of the, the body gets, um, it's passed out of the body. So if I'm yeah. hearing you correctly, it sounds like HDL, which is the good cholesterol mm-hmm. serves as a transport for yes, the. Yes. It takes mm-hmm. that cholesterol away, which is what we wanted okay. to happen. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I often get asked the question, well, I I pretty much know how to um, bring my LDL cholesterol levels down, but how do you increase your HDL levels? So what you can do is um, to increase these, the good cholesterol, you got to exercise. You got to do that regularly. Now, I'm not just talking Mm -hmm. about exercise like maybe Mm -hmm. once a month, something like that. (laughs) You got to do it regularly. Um, Stop smoking once again lose that extra weight and start choosing some healthier fats. So those are ways that you can increase the good cholesterol. So when you speak of healthier fats, what are some examples of healthier fats? Because I, like I said, avocados, I mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. when we mentioned that avocados are becoming like a household favorite. 
for okay, us. Okay, well, that's good. They actually, the avocados actually fall under the umbrella of the unsaturated fats, which tends to be your healthier fats. You know, like your avocados, your fish, your nuts, um, your vegetable okay. oils and things like that. So, yeah, if you, you, you focus more on, don't focus so much as on the total fat, but focus more on the types of fat that you take in. So you want to make a majority of the fat that you do eat the unsaturated kind, the healthy kind. Okay. 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 So you just gave us some great, um, some great tips on lifestyle changes that we could make to help us decrease our chances of heart disease. Yes. Yes. And let's not leave out the, um, the, um, the sodium or the salt. Okay. Sometimes I use it interchangeably, but you know, sodium and salt are not actually the same thing. Um, but I, we tend to use it interchangeably, but a lot of people tend to have an issue with decreasing the amount of sodium that they take in. And I have to admit it, it can be tough. It can be tough at times because usually when you eat, you are tasting for that hint of salt or sodium. You are. Right. But right. in order to decrease your risk of um, um, getting high blood pressure or heart disease, you're going to have to cut back on your sodium intake, especially if you already have high blood pressure. You really need to be cutting back right. on that salt. And the only way you can do that is to start reading those food labels. Right. Be proactive about that, guys. Yes. I mean, right. I know it'll take you a little bit. It may take you a little bit longer at the grocery store to read labels, but it's okay. It's worth it in the end. Okay. That's right. It's that's right. worth it. I have a question for you, Dr. Hall. Mm hmm I think about times when I've heard some of my great aunts or um, great uncles or even some of my grandparents say the, the doctor said I got a bad heart. And I would think, well, what does that mean? Do oh. you have <laughs> heart failure? Are you having a heart attack? Yeah. Do you have heart disease? Can you differentiate for our listeners? I understand. Like usually when I hear heart disease, I heart disease to me is like a general term for various um heart disorders because you know when I see heart disease I'm like well is it congestive heart failure is it coronary artery disease do they have an enlarged heart or do they have a heart attack or do they have high blood pressure it can be a number of things so but any any one of those things is what you don't want so right right it's never it's never a good thing <laughs> so just hearing you say that, you need to get the facts. If your doctor is saying that you are exhibiting symptoms of of some type of heart disease, you need to be very proactive about, especially when it comes to those factors that I mentioned. You got to stop that smoking. You got you got to lose that extra weight because that extra weight can actually lead to you developing high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, diabetes. And you got to be physically active. You just can't sit on the couch. You're going to have to get up and move. And it doesn't take a whole lot to move. I mean, walking, you can walk. It's not, you know, usually when people hear the term physical activity, they think they got to go and join a gym or do this and do that. But actually you don't. You don't. You just get you out there and start moving. Yeah, you can do a, a number of things. You know, I think about when I, whenever I say, oh, I feel like I've been inactive. I need to go and work out a little bit. People mm -hmm. always look at me and they assume because I'm small in structure, mm -hmm. or I'm small in structure, 
that I may not be predisposed to health oh, issues. No, that's a that that is a that huge is a mistake. mistake. You can't yes. look at a a person's body size and just like, oh, well, I know they don't have anything wrong with their blood pressure. No, <laughs> I see all types, large, small, and they have high blood pressure. Exactly. So you can't look at a person and 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 tell whether or not they have uh, um some form of heart disease. You can't. Right. And I, I do believe that. Deep down, you know when you need to make changes. I may be smaller in structure compared to some mm-hmm. other people, but mm-hmm. when I'm winded walking up the stairs, I know that's indication <laughs> for you to get moving. That's a problem. Or if you I mean- know that I'm eating very unhealthily, then if I if I notice a difference in how my body is responding on the mm-hmm. you know those kind of stresses stressors, yeah. that I should make should consider making changes and exactly. put that into practice. Exactly. So yeah, you, you it, it doesn't uh physical activity is goes across the board. You know, mm-hmm. you got you gotta have that because if you think about it, what is your heart? A muscle, right? Right. And then in fact it's the hardest working muscle in your body. And just like any other muscle that you need that you have, it needs to be exercised. It needs to be worked out. You know, because a, a, a healthy heart is uh more efficient at doing its job. Mhm. Okay, a healthy heart is a strong heart. That's and if right. you think about what the heart actually does, yeah, you need to you know give it that physical activity that it needs. Okay. You are so right about that, Dr. Hall. Now, I have a question for you. I want to ask you, how can the soulful dish as well <laughs> as those out there who are interested in heart health involve the community in spreading awareness? Well, first of all, this is this is how I do it. Um, usually, I do the health fairs. You know, that gives me the chance to get out in my community and um, you know, kind of write some of the misinformation that is out there. I, I, I do that on a constant basis because you you sometimes you take for granted that people uh, know certain things, and it could be the simplest thing that they just don't know. You know, so getting mm-hmm. out there doing those health fairs, workshops, things like this, doing podcasts. You know, someone may be listening in and and they might learn something that they never knew. Okay. Okay. So I know that you provide health management and medical nutrition services mm-hmm. with your company called Nina's Nutritional Values. Yes, Can you right. elaborate on what you do for the community with your business? Okay, so basically what I do, just in a nutshell, without going into too much detail, I just equip you know, my clients with the right tools so that they will, you know, be successful in making dietary and health changes. You know, it's it, it it's not about me. It's about my client. It's all about them. It's very personalized. So okay. whatever, it is, whatever it is they need to work on, we work together. It's not a fact of a uh, matter of them coming to me and I'm telling them, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. No. That's that's not, not how I operate. So we're always working together. I am the client's cheerleader. That's what I'm here for. For those clients who come to you who have uh, con- concerns about budgeting for their healthy lifestyle, for a more healthy lifestyle, what advice can you give? And we can. I'll show you how to shop on the budget. You okay. know, eating healthy does not have to be um, just drain your bank account. No. We, we, we work on how to do that because that's what most people think. Well, you know, if I eat healthy, then that means I'm going to be spending a lot and 
No, right. not necessarily. Not if you know how to shop on a budget. And I can teach you how to do that. So Dr. Nina just told you right there, you all, there are no excuses. If you need help with budgeting for your for a healthier lifestyle, you can hit her up. Dr. Nina, do you have a website or a place where I, we can follow you to get more information? I, actually, I do. You can find me on www.ninasnutritionalvalues.com. That's my website. I'm also on, I have a Facebook business page under the same name, Nina's Nutritional Values. You can find me on Instagram at Nina the Food Doc. And I also have a blog. Um, if you were to go to my website and click on the blog tab, it'll lead you directly to my blog. Okay. So well, I try to post on things that are relevant and interesting. Okay. Well, that's interesting information to know. That's important to know, you all. So, Dr. Nina, is there anything that you want listeners to know, something that they can take away from this podcast today? Yes. If you don't remember anything that I've said today, I want you to know your numbers. And what I mean by that is you need to know what your total cholesterol is. You need to know what your HDL or good cholesterol, your LDL cholesterol, your triglycerides, your... Um, your hemoglobin A1C, which is a measure of how well you are controlling your blood sugar and your blood pressure. You need to know all those numbers. You okay. do. So that means you got to go to the doctor. Go and get to the that, doctor. Get, that, get some blood drawn. You don't have to do it every month. I'm just saying at least once or twice a year. You need to know where you stand because it can't it can sneak up on you. You can be walking around thinking you're fine and, and your, your LDL cholesterol is through the roof. Right, right. So those numbers, you need those numbers so that you can make make changes and know how to approach things. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, do your heart a favor. Like I said, it is the hardest working muscle in the body. So treat it right. Yes, treat your hearts right, you all. You've heard it from Dr. Nina herself. There yes. you have it. If you want to more from Dr. Nina, please follow her blog post that she just mentioned or go to her website at www.ninasnutritionalvalues.com. I'm going to wrap up this segment of today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Hall, for lending us your expertise and your time today. Oh, you are more than welcome. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. So we're going to have to have you come back so that we can definitely. <laughs> And to really get down to educating piece by piece, and we have to do a series on heart health, we'll, we'll dwell more into that. In future podcast episodes, you all, you can catch us right here on the Soulful Dish on Sundays, typically at 3 o'clock. Um, you can follow us on our blog post as well at thesoulfuldish.wordpress.com. You can also catch us on our social media handles on Facebook and Instagram. You can catch me or Felicia on our separate handles. You can find Felicia at eat underscore the T-H-E underscore batter. And you can catch me as well on Facebook and Instagram at Chop Friendly. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another wonderful episode of The Soulful Dish. Have a great day, you all.